Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kirsty Ferugia. And I'm the other host, Amy Ravel, and we are so happy to be in your ears today. Kess, how are you feeling? I am feeling a bit sore after my um, gym workout this morning. Mm. It's the first one back for a couple of weeks after the Easter holidays. So, yeah, sore. So that's how you're feeling. Tell us in what your emotions body. are like. Yes. Because today's episode is called Emotions, and we're going to talk about emotions when it comes to decluttering and do you think there's a difference between emotions and feelings well I think that there's difference between how you're feeling in your body and how you're feeling in your mind and how you're feeling in your spirit I think that there's emotions can be yeah so I think feelings feeling is the word emotions to me relates to your mind and your heart and so spirit yes so feelings like when you say how are you feeling well I could go well I'm feeling this in my body physical body and this in my head and heart what about Mm -hmm. you well I did a little bit of google research and I, I just wrote in Google feelings versus emotions and this is what it says. A fundamental difference between feelings and emotions is that feelings are experienced consciously while emotions manifest either consciously or subconsciously. So the emotion is when you say I'm feeling and then you say why are you feeling, I think as you dig deeper that's where you get to the emotion. I'm feeling happy. Well, why are you feeling happy? Oh, the emotion might be content or peaceful or is that a feeling as well? Are we just going round and round? Maybe we need to just for the sake of this episode say, do you know what? Feelings and emotions. One, one, yes. same, same. Same, same but different. Yes. And we're talking more about your emotional feelings, <laughs> your mental mental and spiritual feelings rather than your physical Yeah. We're not talking feelings. about sore bones and a headache. Yes. We're talking about emotions. Yes. So okay. Now we've that got that clarified. Terribly <laughs> clear introduction. <laughs> you're all sitting on the edges of your seat thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder what other clarity truth bombs they're going to drop on me in this episode. <laughs> well, hold your horses because we will get there. Yes. Yeah, so today we wanted to talk about how clutter makes you feel and then how decluttering can make you feel as well. And all the feels, hey? All, all the feels. feels. And I think what I, one of the things I love about being a professional declutterer is that when we're with clients, they can have all the feels in a matter of four hours in one session. I can, I can think of a client specifically when I first met her, she was punched over, she was looking at the ground, there was like almost physical heaviness on her shoulders 
And then by the time I left, she was shoulders back, looking me in the eye, smiling a wide smile. And I was just like, I just said to her that the countenance difference in you, like the countenance in your face has changed so significantly in four hours. And I love that about decluttering is we get to see people go from big emotions to other big emotions and all of the things in between in such a short period of time. Well, yes. And like, as we were talking about, as you were saying that I was, I was thinking how our emotions do affect our physical body as well. Um, and that's why, like, I love that we're holistic beings and one thing impacts the other, impacts the other, impacts the other. Yeah. So, you know, you were describing how she physically looked and the physical changes that came upon her body mm-hmm. because of the physical work that you did and the mental work that she did and the change in her emotional, in her mental state that occurred through the decluttering process, but how it impacts our physical reality as well. So we put on our Facebook community group on the 13th of April, a question that says clutter makes me feel dot, 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 and asks you to share those of you who are in our Facebook community group, how does clutter make you feel? If you're not part of our Facebook community group, please head over to Facebook dot com slash groups slash the art of decluttering community and you'll find us there and there's a couple of questions for you to join um and but we're pretty quick on letting people into the group um so come on over and join us there and you can see all of our posts that we make um but yeah and this one was posted less than 15 hours ago so it's it was a really short period of time ago so we're going to read through the comments of how clutter makes you feel. So a lot of people were quite brief and decluttered their answers and really it was just a word or two. So we're going to read through them. And while we do, we want you to kind of in your mind be going yes, no, yes, no, and identifying which ones you feel like might be you. So Kirst, I'm going to start and when I, when I take a breath, Jump on in. <laughs> I'll see how I can go. Keeping up with you, my friend. <laughs> okay, here we go. These are the responses. Inadequate. Depressed and angry. Imprisoned. Anxious. Annoyed. Heavy. Frustrated. In chaos. Stressed. Anxious and stressed out. Angry. Frustrated. Overwhelmed. Disorganized. As if the walls are closing in on me. Anxious uneasy, exhausted, stressed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed, like a failure, stressed, lost because I can't find a place to start, guilty of I want to do something for enjoyment. Um, This is how I feel a lot before, this is how this person felt a lot before starting our Head, Heart and Home course. She still has a way to go, but she's thankful of how far she has come, that she doesn't feel like this so much anymore. Sorry, just open that link to realise there was a whole lot more in that response. Um, Tired, physically, emotionally, mentally overwhelmed and stressed. Weighed down and tired, overwhelmed, weary, burdened, stressed, like a failure. That one struck me. Anxious, stressed and anxious tired, annoyed, lazy, frazzled, I love that word, stressed, locked, 
anxious, nervous, trapped, frustrated, exasperated. Oh, that person gave us a lot. Overwhelmed and embarrassed. Completely and totally overwhelmed and stressed out. Overwhelmed, uptight, anxious, out of control, stressed out, sad, overwhelmed, broken, out of control, heavy. I get so attached to things. Disorganized, frustrated, stressed, exhausted, overwhelmed all of the time. Stressed and anxious and disorganized, depressed, out of control and anxious. Oh, I do not enjoy reading all of those words over and over and over again. How does that make you feel in your body, Amy? It's huge, isn't it? Like I feel like I want to crack a joke. I feel like I also want to like give all these women a big hug. I feel like I want to solve that problem. But I think to start off with, the recognition of how clutter makes us feel is really important because until we acknowledge that when things are chaotic, when we are living in clutter, these are the things that we feel and they are a direct result of the clutter, until we recognise that, there's not a lot we can do to solve the problem. Great point. I think what where I went with all of those feelings is I wanted to escape those feelings. Um, and so I totally understand if people escape their house, mm. if they're feeling this way in their house. Um, and I know that we see this all the time is that people do escape Um, whether they physically escape from their home by being out all the time or if they mentally escape by checking out, by being on Facebook all the time, not all the time, but being on Facebook, watching Netflix, doing things to distract themselves from the clutter. Um, Because, And I think that that was my natural reaction Mm -hmm. and that's probably just my personality, whereas maybe other people's responses are... And I don't know, Amy, what's your response when you feel like that? Yeah, my response is to make myself feel better. And that for some people will be going for a run, hitting the shops and buying new linen. It might be calling a friend. It might be eating chocolate. I feel like when we feel all these feelings, we often just, we want to escape Let's get away from these feelings as fast as humanly possible because I don't like feeling stressed, exhausted, overwhelmed, anxious, depressed, out of control. Like I don't want to feel that and I want a quick solution. And I think there's not a quick solution. It's it's not a years and years and years long process. No. But the solution is actually quite simple. That doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. The solution is intentional living decluttering and organizing Mm. yeah and what are some that we have yet to put this post up (laughs) but I think this should be our next post one of our next posts on our community group is how does how do you feel after you've decluttered yeah the the answer that I think I hear the most from clients is free lighter like a burden's been lifted Mm. freedom um I am just astounded by the amount of times that people say freedom it's just freedom it's freedom from stuff it's freedom from obligation it's freedom from tidying up it's freedom from nagging so freedom is huge um, in what our clients feedback and sometimes it's just happiness 
if I just say I just feel happy or I feel at peace or I feel joy what else do you hear yeah I feel that I get that lightness quite Mm. a lot like that yeah the freedom from the heaviness but they often describe it in those light terms like ah I can breathe again and I I can think clearly yeah I can think clearly I feel good I feel good about what we've got achieved today Mm. I feel good about myself I don't feel guilty I don't feel shame I don't feel um overwhelmed anymore like and often what happens in our sessions um is that we've shown people how to do it so that they feel empowered with the knowledge of how to do things Mm. so yeah they might continue to have us back into their home and we might go back in for lots of sessions because they feel the they get the benefit of having more multiple hands and that coaching aspect of what we do Um, but I love that we by being with people we've given them the example of how to do it so that they do feel empowered that if they needed to they could do it by themselves Mm. and so I feel like that uh, learning aspect also is lightening for people like it's an enlightenment for people yeah and I think one of the words this is how you do it yeah 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 and one of the words might be empowered is I feel like I'm back in control because lots of the people that have commented have said out of control. And Mm. so the opposite of that is feeling like you're in control and you're back in the driver's seat, you're the boss, your stuff is not dictating what time you go to bed, what time you get up, where you eat dinner. You get to pick that because you're back in control of your home. Mm. Yeah. How else can emotions... uh, I, I. when I think of emotions, I think that of the emotions that happen during during yes. a session as well. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned it before, like we see the highs and lows during sessions. But let's talk about some of the feelings that people feel during a mm. session with us or during while they're decluttering in their yeah. own home and listening along to us. <laughs> I would say one of the feelings and emotions that people express the most to me um when I first arrive is fear and anxiety and actually often in our email confirmation that we send out or if I'm talking to someone on the phone I will pre-warn them and I will say you will feel so there's a possibility that you will feel they don't always anxious and scared and like you just want to cancel in the 48 hours leading up to your session I say to them, that's completely normal because you're allowing someone to come into a space that carries a whole lot of emotion and it's really normal that as that gets closer, the thing you want to do is just run as far as you can. You just want to escape. And so when I arrive at a client's house, I will almost always say, how are you feeling? And they might say, yeah, good. I'll say, if it's pretty normal if you're feeling a little bit anxious and they go, oh my gosh, yes, I'm feeling so anxious. And sometimes just naming that emotion and knowing that you don't have to hide it can be really freeing. So if you're working on your own and you're about to start an area, just take a second to do a body scan. So what what feelings am I feeling here? Or if you've got a professional organizer coming into your home, 
before they come, do a body scan. Where, where am I holding the stress? How am I feeling? What's my heart doing? What's my blood pressure doing? And just kind of assess where you're at and then acknowledge it. You don't have to necessarily do anything about it, but sometimes just knowing what that emotion is can be helpful. Mm. But that doesn't answer your during the session. That's very much in the first minute. Oh, no, that's super helpful. I'm glad that you talked about that. Um, yeah, I find a lot of times during a session people can feel like we're judging them. Mm, um, we've got that. A, yeah, we've got a whole episode on judgment um, and that's like a lot about self-judgment. Um, and we've spoken about it quite a bit over the episodes, but if you haven't heard it before, um, I, we, our clients can feel like we're judging them sometimes because we're always asking the question, but why? But why? Why, why, why? Why are you keeping that? Why do you feel that way? Why did you buy it? Why did you keep it? Why, why, why? And that can come across to some people as sounding judgy, but it is never, ever intended to be viewed as judgment Mm. rather than curiosity. It's always curiosity. It's just sometimes some people, because of what's going on for themselves, (laughs) maybe because they're judging themselves or are used to being judged for their decisions, Um, can feel like that question is coming from a place of judgment. Um, And so sometimes people get their backs up um, and get very um, defensive around their decisions and around their choices in life and around their their stuff. Um, And that's when we have the joy of reminding them that it's only, we're only ever asking out of curiosity and trying to get to the heart of the matter for them and what's actually going on for them and actually what are the emotions that they're feeling and what are the thoughts and the stories that they're telling themselves because that is what can unlock the key sometimes. Well, that's the key that can unlock the rest of the decluttering session sometimes. Yeah, I think one of the... um... One, something that's really helped me, and I can't even, I'd love to be able to credit it to someone, but I can't remember who, is that no feeling is forever. And I think we see that a lot in our decluttering sessions because you might feel anxious when we get started. Then as soon as you kind of meet us and realise that we're not intimidating, we're not there to judge, we're there to help, we love you, we want to help you, you have this huge burst of maybe motivation or excitement or anticipation and you kind of get on that high. And then maybe we come across something that's a bit tough, like we come across a sideboard of silver that you know you're never going to use again. And maybe it was mums or grandmas or mother-in-laws or something like that. And all of a sudden you're back, you're all of a sudden in fear. Are they going to make me throw it out? What if I waste it? And then you can get to relief because you make a decision about what to do with the silverware. And then you can get to fatigue. And so we stop and have something to eat and a cup of water. And then all of a sudden you feel motivated again. Like there is so much that goes into a session and none of those feelings last forever. And sometimes we have clients who get really sad or even to the point of depressed for a moment in a session or for an hour in a session when maybe we're going through a partner's things who's passed away or a child who's moved overseas or 
grief can can come up. It's okay just to sit in that and um, some of our staff are particularly good at just being able to hold space for those big emotions. Um, some of us have to work more at remembering to do that and that's okay too. Yeah, and so we want to encourage you if you're DIYing it at home is to like Amy said before, is to acknowledge how you're feeling and realise that they, it doesn't have to dictate your next course of action. Like just because you're feeling guilty about a purchase does not mean automatically that you need to keep that thing that you're feeling yeah. guilty about. Yeah, more on that. And so, good. yeah, I think... Um, so we want to accept how we're feeling, like acknowledge how we're feeling and recognize that that feeling does not have to dictate our next, the next right thing to do. Um, and it totally can, <laughs> like, you know, an item brings you joy, you can keep it. <laughs> like, or an item brings you joy and you can still let it go. Yes. Yes, this is exactly. good. Let's dig into this, Kirst. This is huge because I think people put a lot of um, weight on the emotions that they feel when they're decluttering and movements like Marie Kondo where it's like if it sparks joy and that is the one of the only questions you might ask is not necessarily going to help you make wise choices that are intentional for the lifestyle that you want to live. So acknowledging the emotions and allowing them to be the driver are two completely different things. Exactly. Because I say all the time, my wooden spoon does not bring me joy. In fact, a wooden spoon for me reminds me of how my parents used to punish me when I was younger. Oh, so the 80s, you all understand. Yes. Yeah, so in some ways, a wooden spoon invokes fear in me. <laughs> but it, And it doesn't bring me joy. But what I do with that spoon brings me joy, which is not smacking my children. <laughs> Presumably just to make soup. it clear <laughs> it is to cook food with and actually what brings me joy is seeing Simon cook food <laughs> um, that's more but, like a girlfriend yeah exactly but that's why like we here at the art of decluttering don't use the spark joy as the one and only yeah. um piece because for some people everything can spark joy and for some mm -hmm. people nothing sparks joy yeah. And we do not want, yeah, so we, we, we want to, as Amy said, we want to acknowledge emotions but not use them as the basis of decision-making. And sometimes um, we work with cursed, have clinical depression and so haven't felt joy in months or years. They can hmm. feel peace maybe at times, but some people might say nothing brings me joy. We're not throwing everything out. You need to live and clothe yourself and bathe and have something to eat out of so it's just using your emotions is a great barometer but it's not going to be the decision maker I think having a coach there and part of our role as professional organizers is to be a coach um, I've got one client who's excellent at in the moment so say we're going through letters and we come across some from high school she will in her face and in her words and her emotions are bliss joy excitement mm. um great memories like she's having all these really positive happy mm -hmm. emotions mm. and then she puts it straight in the bin 
And mm-hmm. I love that because I always expect that she's going to put it in the keep pile. And she, yes. she just blows me away every time where she's like, oh my gosh, I love that friend. That was so good. We used to pass notes in class. And then she puts it in the recycling bin. And I love that because her value is in creating space. But in the moment, she's experiencing great joy from that item for that moment. Yes. And that's why like everybody is unique and different. And just because that person lets go of a high school letter does not mean that everybody needs to let go of a high school letter. It is about being figuring out your vision for your space and knowing what your values are and living and aligning them together. So that's why emotions aren't the dictators of what you should do with your stuff. And we love encouraging you all to be intentional about why it is that you're keeping something um, and being being really thoughtful, like figuring out, like doing those digging deep, like and coaching yourself if you're the if you're the you're doing it by yourself or listening to us while while you're trying to declutter or you know putting on a YouTube or some something that helps you in the coaching aspect of do I need this? What am I using it for? Have I used it recently? We've got a whole list of questions. We might put them in this week's episode we might do that what do you think amy i think that's a great idea yeah because there's some really logical and thoughtful questions about what it is that how we can make decisions um around our things and you know one one of the questions you might hate for one item and but for the next item it might be the most appropriate question to ask so that's why there's several questions there to ask yourself a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I just had this thought test. Um in our Head, Heart and Home course, we actually have rewritten the course and are about to launch version 2.0 or 3, 4 point. We're about to launch a new version, <laughs> <laughs> which we're really excited about. Um, and in that, we actually talk a little bit about attachment theory. And I think when it comes to emotions, attachment theory is really significant and worth talking about a little bit. Attachment theory is your relationship and your feelings and your emotions towards, it can be a person, but in our situation, we're talking about to stuff. And it's when you feel a significant attachment to an item, sometimes you feel like it's part of you. Like I can't get rid of that. that that's part of me. I can't differentiate me from that item. Sometimes it can be your attachment is via a family member. So I can't differentiate my grandpa from that 
didgeridoo that he gave me. And so attachment theory can be really interesting when it comes to emotions because it's the emotion that is causing that attachment. What else mm. did you, could, do you want to share about attachment theory? Do you any other insights from it? Yeah, well, just around that concept of personification of things, we can often, and this is not meant to be like a big harp on Marie Kondo because we really love her and appreciate all the hard work, all the work that she's done to build our industry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, saying thank you to things um, can sometimes for some people bring a personification of the item yep. to that thing. So personification of an item is like giving it, this is, you know, Amy and I are not psychologists and we're, we don't, so please pull us up on anything that we get wrong, please. Um, but yes, yeah, when I think about it, I think of it as people like mm, identifying so strongly with an item that it actually becomes a living thing. For instance, both Elijah and Emily are very attached to their soft toys. Yep. And when we drop them, they say you've broken their arm or their leg. And it's quite common with children to do yep. that to their teddies and soft toys and, and things that they love. Sometimes we can do, it's not just a child thing though. And it's not a childish thing to do. It is the way that our brain works mm. sometimes. And so, and similarly to what you were saying, Amy, is that we can have like an attachment to something which is um, other people view as ridiculous or silly or stupid or mm. ne in a negative context. But for us, you know, for the person who holds that emotion, it's not silly or stupid or ridiculous um and that is the work of you know and some some people need um psychological help with that they need mm -hmm. a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counselor to help them with that stuff and other times it can just be you acknowledging that this thing is an inanimate object and has no meaning apart from what we instill in it. Mm. Sometimes it can help when you picture if that item was someone else's. So mm. if I, for instance, may have a particular attachment to um, a doily, maybe not a great example, don't own a doily, but I had a particular attachment to a doily and I can't get rid of that because my grandma bought that when she went to England at some point. If you can separate yourself and look at the doily as purely the threads of cotton that hold it together rather than the story and the personification and the meaning that you place on it, sometimes it can help with objectivity because sometimes we can be so ingrained in the story, in the history, that we lose the ability to be objective and that's, that's one of the beauties of being a professional organiser is we don't have attachment to your stuff. And so we can come in and help with the objectivity. And sometimes the objectivity is, oh, no, I still want to keep it because it does remind me of my grandma. But it's allowing your brain to kind of go through this process and say, what's going on here? What are the emotions I'm feeling about this item? Are they reasonable? Is there something else going on? 
Yeah, and like we've spoken about in numerous episodes as well, in is there another way to tell the same story or hold on to that story with without holding on to the object? Mm. You know, can I write down the story, take a photo of it? Can I display it in a different way? Can I, you know, remember if I've got 55 things from my grandma, which which few of those 55 do I want to keep? You know, is there other ways I can remember my grandma? Do I have lots of wonderful memories of her that I don't need to keep every single thing that she's ever touched? And there's like, there's so many, because there's lots of things that there's different emotions as well. Like there is the guilt and shame of, there is like guilt over and like I've spent lots of money on that and how could I, and I, and I've never, I've spent $300 on a t-shirt. Let's be ridiculous, not ridiculous. Let's be excessive for some people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I spent $300 on a t-shirt. I've never worn it. It's still got the tags on it. I could sell it, but I don't because I feel really guilty that I spent that money and I've never resold anything. So mm-hmm. I keep holding on to it because I want to resell it because I know I'm not wearing it, but actually I've never put anything on Facebook marketplace and I don't know how to. And so, and actually I had a big fight with my husband over that purchase. So <laughs> I'm going to keep it because I will prove to him one day that I actually will wear that t-shirt <laughs> and it was worth the three and it was worth having the fight over. Yeah. I don't know. Does that sound familiar to you, Amy? Oh, I feel like you kind of got in the brains of so many of our clients. <laughs> mm. yeah. Or, the, you know, like there can be the guilt of um, my mum told me that I had to keep this, in, and but I hate it and it makes me like I, I hate it. So it sits in the back of a cupboard. I never look at it, but I can't get rid of it because my mum told me I had to keep it. Yeah. Or I have to keep it because every time somebody walks into my house, they expect to see this thing, even though it's disgusting and I hate having it on display. Yeah. <laughs> but they are the type of person who will always ask about it. So I must keep it. What about fear? I think fear can come a lot into decluttering. I think um, we talk about photo fear of throwing out. Mm. and that can be for a whole lot of different reasons what if I can't afford to buy it again if I need it what if it just goes to landfill what if I ruin the environment what if I'm wasting my money what if I get judged what if I need it again fear can play a huge role in the emotions that you feel around decluttering Mm. yep (laughs) it can (laughs) and that's where that's where it is really good to question to just be curious to to get curious about how you're feeling and why you're feeling that and and trying to be objective about what is that is that logical is that reasonable do I need to have that fear or is that like do I even you know like let's take that uh that great aunt comes over once a year and she loves seeing my kids in the jumper that she bought them for Christmas. Like, or my mother-in-law bought us this really ugly vase for our wedding. We hate it. But every time she comes over, we see her hunting around for the vase. So I must keep it. 
um, out of fear of her judgment. But could we ask ourselves, could we just say, let's have an honest conversation with our mother-in-law and say, actually, we no longer needed that vase. We've got 50 other vases. <laughs> We've got one other vase that we actually really love and it no long, we no longer wanted it. We really appreciate the love and the money that you spent on it, but we've sent it on to a, a home that does actually love it. Mm. And having those tricky, we're not saying that having those tricky conversations is easy. All the all what you need to do, you can get creative and come up with a different idea and different solution to that. Um, but acknowledging how you're feeling and where that fear is coming from can help you to get creative around finding a solution, another solution, so mm. that you're not having those emotions and you're not having that fear driving your behaviour. Yes, I just want us to quickly talk about to what happens when you come out of a decluttering time, so whether it's with a professional or on your own or helping a friend, and you don't feel elated peace, um, happy, freedom. You don't feel any of those things. You feel disappointed. You feel even more anxious. You feel overwhelmed. Um, we had a client recently that felt more overwhelmed after the first session than she had beforehand because she thought we'd be able to go through her 30 years of clutter in six to eight hours. And once she saw how much was in her cupboards and how long it actually took to go through each item, she was actually just really disappointed and overwhelmed because she was like, this is a long process. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't matter that I said to her on the phone, it's not going to happen in six to eight hours. That, that made no difference because her expectation was that it would. And so she booked all those sessions, is motivated, but felt overwhelmed and disappointed. Or if you feel just flipping tired, <laughs> what do we do then, Kirst? Mm. I think that you hit the nail on the head with thinking about our expectations. Um, I think that, and I think, you know, our, our thoughts are always like just to acknowledge how you're feeling and to dig into why it is that you think you're feeling that way. You know, with that client in particular, she could acknowledge that she's feeling that this has made her feel even more overwhelmed with her thing and then dig into why she feels overwhelmed and that and discover and perhaps discover that it was a misalignment of her expectations. Yeah. Um, and so I think and I think that's I think, you know, you and I know this very well, Amy, that most of the conflict that you and I have in our lives comes from missed expectations. Did you say 100% or 110%? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that like knowing that, that missed expectations accounts for a lot of our negative emotions <laughs> a lot of our disappointments yeah. a lot of our hurts that that is what's going on yeah. so when you're disappointed coming out of a decluttering session why is that is it because you thought you would get more done okay 
well, then that's a great opportunity to reset expectations of what you might get done next time. Um, and so it's not saying that you were wrong in your expectation. It's just acknowledging that there was a mis- mismatch in your expectation. Yes, earlier this morning, I was on a um, client call to a lady who's booked in some declutter sessions with us in Melbourne. And she's a podcast listener. So hello, you know who you are. And we were talking about, but exactly what we were just talking about, the expectations. And she had gone through her house, having listened to our podcast, looked on our website and gave me a, a figure of the number of hours she expected it would take to declutter her house. And I love that because she'd given it thought and it wasn't, you know, 12 hours. It wasn't something short. It was a significant amount. And the beautiful thing is, she, you know, she said, I've never done this before. So this is just an expectation of what I think it will take. And I said to her, well, the good thing is, even though I've been a professional organizer for so long, I am still making estimated guesses because I've never decluttered your house either. (laughs) And I've never decluttered your house in this season with you in this season with a baby and a this and a that. So your expectations are fine to have. It's often just holding them in an open hand and saying, hey, let's just wait and see what this evolves to. I remember seeing one client who booked um, our Blitz package. So she booked three four-hour sessions. We did her entire house in four hours. And I mean entire house. We did her paperwork, her clothes, her kitchen, her lounge room, her music, her garage. I've never met a more minimalist person in my life. They literally were as minimalist as you get, only enough plates for each person in the house, very, very capsule wardrobe. The pantry had maybe two dozen items in it. So really, really minimalist, but she felt like it was going to take longer. And then actually when we smashed through it, in four hours I had my car full. At the start I thought there's no way we're going to, I'm going to be able to declutter anything. Car <laughs> full of donations and her whole house done, cancelled the last two sessions. I think that we just want to encourage you that it is totally okay to feel however you want to feel mm. whenever you feel it. The feelings do not have to dictate your next right step. So acknowledge your feelings, dig into why you're feeling that way, see if they're what is actually going on for you and then Sometimes you might need to give it a little bit of time when emotions aren't so heightened to make that next right step. And sometimes you'll know you can make um, intentional decisions even in the height of emotions. Um, But like, so I'm thinking when I say that, I'm thinking of when we often get to points in session where people are like, no, let's burn it all, let's set a match to it or just knock that house down and let's rebuild. This is all too much. I'm overwhelmed and I just want it all gone. That's not the right time to for us to go, sure, here, here's a box of matches or here, yep, let, let me call my team and we'll all come in and just take it all out. So there, there is a time to stop and say, okay, Let's acknowledge how you're feeling. Yep, this is a very common feeling for most people, for a lot of people who declutter. And let's have some food and drink because that's probably what you actually need right now. (laughs) Uh, Acknowledge how you're feeling and then make sure that you don't knock the house down that afternoon. 
Yes. And there, and so acknowledge how you're feeling and decide whether or not you need to take a breath or you can still, because, you know, often you can, like Amy said before, with her client who was really happy looking at the old school notes, you can, it doesn't mean that you have to stop. You can go, keep making decisions. Um, but it's, uh, I think my point is just having the right, the self-awareness to know what your next right step is. Mm. Sometimes it will be stopping and sometimes it will be pushing through those emotions and acknowledging the emotions and still doing what it is that you set yourself up to do. Emotions are good and they don't last forever. Mm. And on that note, I have a review. I was going to say, but this podcast seems like it will last forever. <laughs> I did think that. I was like, what time did we start recording? Because we, ha- if you are still with us, <laughs> we want to read you a review that's been left by the Giggling Illy by hmm. Apple Podcasts Australia. And I like the title. It's just marvellous. It's a word we don't use often enough in the English language. Marvellous. A five-star review. And the review says, Thanks to Amy and Kirsty, my friends in my ears, for keeping me company as I reduce clutter and organize my life. You motivate and inspire me each and every podcast. How nice is that? Oh, thanks. Giggling. I like that. <laughs> so like, good. Like that descriptive word for you, yeah, whoever I you may it. be. And I like giggling. And hopefully we've brought you some giggles today and lots of things to think about. Um, as you go and declutter remember that if you ever have an episode topic that you'd like us to cover just jump into our Facebook group the Art of Decluttering community and just write it let us know we want to give you episodes that answer problems and queries and areas in your house that you might feel stuck in or people in your home that you might feel stuck in communicating with (laughs) let us know or you can email us at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au we'll see you next week Hey, Amy, I just wanted to say, do you know a couple of weeks ago we had our 250 episode? Yes. I, isn't that crazy that we still have things to talk about after 250 episodes? It is. And the list of topics that people have requested that we haven't got to yet is currently sitting at 101 episodes. So there is at least 350 episodes in us without us even having to think of the next topic. So hit us up. If you want your topic to come and you've got something you want us to talk about, let us know. And just so we're like making this really transparent, what we do, I know we want this, everyone wants this podcast to end, but what we do is we just like This week, we're not talking about like generally, just like now we've been with you for like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Just call us Josh. This is how we choose podcast topics a lot of the time, particularly now that we're recording in our own homes and not going, not preparing (laughs) like we used to when we were recording in Melbourne. We just look at the list and go, "Hmm, what are we vibing today? And choose that way. So you may put in a request today and you might hear it in a couple of weeks time. So don't think you have to wait a hundred and three weeks to hear your topic Mm -hmm. just hit us up you might be the inspiration we needed next time we come to record do it do it do it do it do it yay all right see you next week peeps bye bye 
Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.